this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of the Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody, get in here. It is time again for the Sean Yankee Show. I am Sean, and this is the Sean Yankee Show. So you are in the right place at the right time, no matter where you're at, when you're watching, or even listening to this show, because we are now a podcast. Remember that. You got a long drive to work. You didn't get your full yank in. Look us up on Spotify. We're on there. You can listen to us on the way to work. It's amazing. I do it. It's a great show. I love it. Let me say hi to everybody and get us started. Get the conversation going. What this is, is a live, interactive, discussion-driven chat show. You know, every night of the week, we have a different theme. Tonight is conspiracy theories. If you love conspiracy theories, stick around, because that's what we're going to be doing tonight, is talking about conspiracy theories. But we always have a conversation based around the comment section. So please take part. If you're here at the live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, take part. All of your comments from any platform will pull into my studio. I'll be able to see it, and I incorporate you into the discussion. It's a lot of fun. It's it's different. It's, it's something I've never seen done before, and we have a great time. We have a family atmosphere, and the coolest people online hang out here. So let me say hi to them, the VIPs, and get us started tonight so we can get into our theme. Hey, Helen the Felon, how are you? How you doing, Lee, Joan, Samuel, Nicole? How are you guys? What's up, Melissa? Hey, Roseanne, Tracy, Nora. All right. Thank you for tagging people, guys. Thank you for sharing because sharing is caring. You have to share. You have to. It's necessary. Because we're very throttled. We're very suppressed. Somebody last night came to the show and wanted to know if you people actually listen to this kook, you know, calling me a kook of all things. Um, 
We're fighting against stupidity like that and massive censorship. Mostly the massive censorship. We're trying to fight stupidity. So share this out as much as you can. Maybe invite your buddy, somebody you think might like this show. Tag them. Get them in here. But like I said, tonight's a really fun night. And we're going to be hanging out. Hey, Marie, how you doing, Lori and Patricia? Good to see some more people getting in here. We're going to be hanging out and talking conspiracy theories. That will, that's what we do on Wednesday night. And I'm working on a new series. We just finished Tesla in the New Yorker Hotel. I'm working on a new series having to do with the Montauk projects. So we're going to have a few um, episodes. I don't even know how many. I'm not going to put an end on this one because Montauk is huge. We can keep coming back to this well. So I will cover little aspects of Montauk and different projects and different things, different stories from it. And we'll be covering that for a little while. Uh, I don't have part one ready for you right now, so we won't be watching that tonight. We're actually going to watch a video that has to do and is kind of married to the series we just did. We just did a series on Tesla, Nikolai Tesla, and whether or not the New Yorker Hotel, his final home, was actually built for him and more of a prison where he was forced to do research for our government until his death. And we looked all into that. That was great. You want to check that out? I've got a playlist made for you on my Gab TV channel. All of our videos now, ever since we got wiped on YouTube, they all live on Gab TV. The reason for that, and you may not have heard of Gab, is Gab is a independent social media site with their own servers. And they, they have a philosophy, and that is no censorship, free speech. And they don't take your stuff down. They don't throttle it. They don't suppress it. They won't erase it. So I lost a lot of stuff when YouTube did that for medical misinformation because I was giving uh, information that wasn't friendly in their view about the juices and all this that they're trying to push on the people. You know, like you're not allowed to do. But you're allowed to do all of that on Gab. And they have their own uh, video site called Gab TV. It's a lot like YouTube except uncensored. So that's where our videos live. And I made you a playlist of the Tesla series. If tonight's conversation piques your interest and you want to check that out. But without any further ado, and let me say hi to the people I saw coming in. And if I missed you, I'm so sorry. A lot of people here tonight. But hey, Wiggy, how are you? Good to see you back. And uh, Philip, Philip Pope Palmer is in the house. That is an actual Bigfoot researcher, guys. If you're into Sasquatch, ask him a question. This dude is fascinating. And Darlene, how are you? And Aaron? All right. So our hellos are out of the way. I've let you know what you're in for tonight. It is Wednesday night. So without any further ado, I want to get us started. On Wednesday nights, we talk conspiracy theories. So I hope you're ready. And anything you want, bring it up. But let's begin.
All right, guys, it is Wednesday night, so it is time again for another installment of Conspiracy Theories and Chill. And this one, we're going to look back on a video that I made a little while ago, maybe six months to a year ago. I don't really know exactly when the video was made, but it was on the World's Fair, the truth behind the World's Fairs. We were looking into these World's Fairs and trying to see what, if anything, was going on there. And we're going to look back at that because we just finished the Tesla and the New Yorker series. And by the way, there's a playlist made, like I said, uh, all of them in a row on Gab TV. You click on the first one, they'll all play for you. And it, the whole series is right there for you. If this piques your interest and you want to check it out. But that research into Tesla and the New Yorker Hotel led to many, many different rabbit holes. It was very hard to stay on track because Tesla alone is a minefield of rabbit holes and then you tie in secret laboratories and all this other stuff it gets weird and especially when you add in the government alphabet agencies that were watching and monitoring tesla and you go into all this it's so much that that you get distracted with other things so there's a lot of things that i came across along the way through researching those those videos that i wanted to get back to but something that kept coming up is how the tesla story relates to the world's fair stories and how much of Tesla's technology, you know, this man was credited with inventing over 700 inventions, patents, and not little things. These things moved society forward a hundred years. They say with, without Tesla, we would be a hundred years behind technologically without one man. So, but they rolled out all these inventions at these world fairs. these world fairs that were hiding, as we're going to cover in the video, ancient architecture of a secret civilization. So what I'm trying to get at tonight, and we're going to kick around as well as anything you want, is if these inventions rolled out at the world's fairs, you know, some of the biggest things attributed to this man were also relics of an ancient civilization. So I want to kick that around with you guys tonight. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like you trying to take away anything from Nikolai Tesla, you know, because I have another theory. And, and this came from my research into those Tesla videos as well. And that is, think about this. One man. 700 known patents and many unknown, many inventions that he claimed to have invented and used. That, what did he? No one knows. Crazy stuff. Spaceships, USO, UFOs, time travel, all kinds of shit. The man claimed he had a death magnet that could bring down a city. What do they have, you know? But my point is, all of this, one man, does that seem like a myth? Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe they attributed all this technology that they were releasing from an ancient civilization and attributing it to this man. No one likes that. No one likes that. But I kept coming back to it in my research. I kept coming back to, is this man real? Not real as in, did he live? There's photos of him and people met him. He's real. But did he invent all of this? Did he really? You know, and then, because he seems to me like a Easter egg for us, you know, 
you don't learn about him in school. You're not taught about Nikolai Tesla. You're talk, taught about Edison, who you find out later is just a thief, just ripped off a lot of smart people. But you find out this man is the genius. This is the super genius. And then you feel like you learned something. Well, did you? Or did they just give you a convenient dead end to stop looking? You know, and uh, Holly, I'm just awful. Holly says that I'm bad at looking at my, mess my messages. I'm terrible at it. But you got to understand, this is a big family. And everybody wants to show me stuff. Everybody wants to tell me stuff. I get a lot of private messages. And I, I really have got myself spread so thin that I don't have any time for anything. I have two full-time jobs. I do a show six nights a week for you guys, and then I have a regular full-time job. And they're, they're shitty. They make me go and stay a certain amount of time and work overtime and all kinds of shit. They're jerks. And then I get to do what I want to do, which is this. But I, I drop some balls along the way. And one of them that I tend to drop a lot of is my messenger. I'm awful at it. But, yes, my private messenger is the best shot at me. It's not a guaranteed shot. But it's the best shot. If you message the page, I'll never see it. Matter of fact, Facebook took away our messages, our, our message tab, because we don't respond. Wiggy says Tesla technology has probably been around thousands of years and hidden from us. That's what I want to talk about tonight, man. You are right on the same page as me. I'm glad to see it. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like that idea that anything about this man might not be what we've been told. But. Real quick, I want to watch this video with you. Um, for those of you that have seen it before, it is a repeat. Uh, but it has to do with all of this and what we've just been talking about. And we'll get back to new stuff when we start the Montauk series. That's coming up. But this is a 10-minute video on the World's Fair. If you've already seen it, stick around because I want to marry these two. I want to talk about the comparisons between Tesla and this World's Fair video. So let's check it out. This is Tesla. Uh, this is <laughs> Truth About the World's Fairs from Conspiracy Theories and Chill. And I'll be back with you right after the video to continue our conversation. Hold on. I don't know that I did that right. So I'm going to do that again because I want to avoid a dumpster fire. If you were here last night, we had like six. So I want to try to avoid it. I know I did it right that time. Here we go. Let's start the video. According to Wikipedia, a World's Fair is a large international exhibition designed to showcase achievements of nations. These exhibitions vary in character and are held in different parts of the world at a specific site for a period of time, ranging usually from three to six months. But what if that is just what we're being told in order to hide the true history of humanity and remove and reclaim the landmarks of an entire civilization that actually dwelled and thrived in these specific locations long ago? Well, tonight on Conspiracy Theories and Chill, we're going to look at some of the early world's fairs and see what, if anything, they have in common, what they might have really represented or even took place to hide, and whether we're being told the truth about these events at all. Let's start by looking at the world's first world fair in 1851, which was by far the biggest event of the 19th century and was held inside one spectacular and historically out-of-place building. 
The Crystal Palace that had sprung up in one of London's largest public spaces. Glittering in the sunlight, it was truly a sight to behold. The first prefabricated building of its kind. The enormous glass house incorporated 300,000 sheets of glass in the largest size then ever made. Held in position with some 24 miles of patent guttering. In just nine months, this magnificent building had become a shining landmark on the capital skyline. The completed building was a sight to behold. 562 meters long, 124 meters wide, and towering 30 meters high over Hyde Park. That's about 10 stories high. Most importantly, this colossal feat of engineering was finished on time. This amazing structure was supposedly built in nine months with 19th century technology. And you could tell me it took three times as long to construct and I'd still give you heavy side eye. Just look at the intricacy and detail and then imagine this being done with 19th century technology and horses and buggies. How did they manufacture, move and assemble this structure at all? much less in just nine short months. What if they didn't? What if it was actually always there? What if the world's fairs were used as an excuse to demolish ancient architectural heritage left over from a hidden advanced society? These world's fairs are famous for unexplained out-of-time architecture. These massive structures are all said to have been built rapidly for the purpose of these world's fairs and then demolished afterwards. Why would they do that? Why create such beautiful buildings just to demolish them? And what inspired these creations that all seem to come from the same society, style, and time period? For more comparison, let's move ahead a bit in time to the World's Fair of 1893 in Chicago. You were told that the city of Chicago once held the World's Columbian Exhibition to publicly celebrate Columbus discovering America. In the year of it was 1893, and the great economic panic was already underway. But some 27 million people, a number equal to half of the entire United States population at the time, is said to have arrived from around the world to behold 200 newly erected buildings on 600 acres of reclaimed swamp, all of which had come to fruition within two years of its initial planning. All of this, this great white city, was said to be built in just two years. The official story is that the great white city was built akin to a movie set, Facades were made not of stone, we are told, but a mixture of plaster, cement, and a jute fiber called staff, all of which was then painted white in order to give the Chicagoan Camelot its gleam. Apparently, 27 million people were said to have braved the frontier by boat, buggy, and train to converge upon Chicago in order to be wowed by a neoclassical city built of glue and popsicle sticks that was only made to look like the real thing. And we are expected to believe that developers and exhibitors spent two years building and millions upon millions of dollars investing in, which they would then just turn around and destroy. 
and there are absolutely no blueprints for the White City's construction, and documentation on the construction is thin. Except for a few rinky-dink shacks resembling put-up props, it doesn't seem that anything was really built here at all. And then they just destroyed it? Now let's look at the World's Fair of 1878 held in Paris, France. Just look at these buildings, the detail of them, the size and how out of place and time they seem. Again, most of these structures were said to be built in impossibly short amounts of time and money seemed to be no issue or concern. And again, you're seeing the same architectural and landscaping styles used. These World's Fair buildings all seem to share many characteristics. Fortunes were said to have been spent constructing all of this just for the fair, just to display it for a short time and then demolish it. Now let's go ahead a little further to the U.S. in April 1904. St. Louis, Missouri opened its doors to the world for what was officially called the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, but was widely known as the St. Louis World's Fair. Millions of dollars had again been spent to build the 1,200-acre fairgrounds and its nearly 1,500 buildings, a huge scale that ended up delaying the opening by a year. During the eight months the fair stayed open, it's said that nearly 20 million people paid a visit. Now on display were marvels of technology, agriculture, art, and history. And there were amusement rides and entertainment to be found in a section called the Pike. The fair introduced a huge audience to some relatively new inventions, which was common of these fairs, such as private automobiles, outdoor electric lighting, and the x-ray machine. And again, after the fair closed, nearly all of its structures were demolished within a short period of time. All of these impressive structures built for one event in the middle of the country? Why? Why build these beautiful structures complete inside and out? You could go into these buildings. They were real buildings. Why go to all of that trouble? Just look at the intricacy and detail of these structures. Consider then the time periods that we are discussing and the means that they would have had to construct them at the time, not to mention the massive expense. A million dollars back then is like saying billions today. Why would so much money be invested into such extravagance just to demolish it afterwards in nearly every instance? These buildings are pieces of art. They are breathtaking to say the least. All the way back to the very first World's Fair so far, they share this particular trait of unexplained and seemingly out of time and place structures. And in all instances, these beautifully detailed pieces of art were destroyed soon after the fairs ended. But why do these structures from different places and time periods seem to match each other so closely? Is it possible that all these different World's Fairs architecture seems to match each other for a particular reason? 
What if these structures were already there and these early world fairs were to explain these unexplainable and amazing pieces of architecture to the masses and at the same time erase the existence of a previous advanced civilization? What if all these structures and the out of place structures that match these that stand to this day, what if all of these were already here? What if the world's fairs were really held to explain away true human history in order to rewrite their own? To believe that these were all just put together as events and that such extravagance and money was just thrown around to make the impossible real is just insanity in my opinion. No, I think it's much more likely that these structures already existed long before we settled in these lands from a civilization whose history is being hidden from us. This has been a look into the truth of the early world's fairs from Conspiracy Theories and Chill, and I'm sure we will be revisiting this topic very soon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you soon with a brand new topic. All right, so you see what I'm talking about? You see the similarities? Like every World's Fair, like I was saying earlier in the thing, I don't know the exact numbers, but every World's Fair, they would roll out like seven brand new, amazing technological advances from Nikolai Tesla during his lifetime. Ron said I was putting him out. I think maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it's not the throttling or the suppression. I saw the numbers during the video. They got up as high as 18 at one point on Facebook. They come and I hypnotize them and they fall out. There's probably 35 people sleeping on the floor somewhere in weird spots. Just knocked out cold. A huge waste of money, Laura. Huge. Why would they do that? Those were very intricate buildings in the world's fairs the detail on them things their carvings all throughout everything in them was immaculate and there's no fucking way that they were constructed just to be torn down in the middle of like swamplands and shit they were already there these are things that they found and they couldn't explain and and needed to erase and they had big events to bring them out and I'm theorizing, I'm adding on to that, that they also rolled out hidden technology, secret technology, things that they had discovered, not invented, and then attributed them to one man who has become a mythical figure. When you find him, you feel like you found something because you're not taught about him. But did you find anything? Or did you just find the answer they placed for you? Well, Tartaria would be these ancient civilizations. That's what they're talking about. An ancient hidden civilization. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. These buildings would have been from them. And that's why they all match. 
know, that's what all this Roman architecture is all around the world is what they're theorizing. That the reason why it's all like that is because this is all from an older civilization that was was global, really. I don't know a whole lot about Tartaria, but I've had someone on about it two times. Tyler, real old friend of the show. He ended up leaving social media entirely, but he was well into Tartaria and talked about it all the time. So I'm pretty sure I'm close. Uh, and it has to do with um, mud floods as well. So some of these things were revealed through that. Things are still revealed to this day in mud floods. But there was another group of his that had to do with the mud floods and how they tied together. Joan says that I enjoy, she enjoys hearing me narrate and speak. And I always have interesting information. Babos goes to sleep when I talk. Hey, Gary. Gary is going to give me voice lessons if I ever save up $10,000. So the only thing separating me from a buttery voice that will guaranteed knock you out is money. I have empty pocket syndrome, and it holds me back from damn near everything. I really hate it. Philip says Graham Hancock has recently stated that he thinks America could have been Atlantis. Wow, that's interesting. I thought they found a place that was uh, a geographical match anyway for Atlantis. And that's right, right? It was recent. I went that long ago. Yes. You remember Tyler? Yeah. Tyler Klatinoff. Mm-hmm. Cool fucking kid. Very knowledgeable. You know what happened, though? He, uh, he was not afraid. He was very brave to speak his mind and, and his beliefs. And shit, at one point, Tyler didn't believe he was real. You know? I'm not saying that right. And don't misconvey it. He just was open to all kinds of possibilities, which I admire doesn't mean he was always hitting the bullseye. It means he was seeking the truth. I don't mock people for that, but people mock the shit out of this kid. And he wasn't an aggressive type. He was brave. He stood his ground. He always kept at his point. But they just, you know how people are. They talk to you like you are less than. That they can just not respect you at all. And they speak to you, no matter how well you speak, like you are simple. You know, short a few cards. They don't act like they have to even respect anything you say, and they're damn sure not reading any of it. So he got sick of it because he's not the type that will ever just stop saying what he is thinking about or researching or, or thinks. He would express himself, and then people would just, you're an idiot because they're fucking stupid, and they, they just can't open themselves up to any other kind of ideas. But he talked about Tartaria all the time, had had a group about it, uh, a very interesting group. And, you know, who knows how much is true? Because really, all we can do is make our best attempt at it, getting at it, who we're lied to on a massive scale. Wiggy says the detail in carvings on ancient buildings says to me that they use technologies to make this that we don't have today. And that's absolutely true, I think, as well. You know, I don't think they fully understand this ancient civilization to this day. And what do you guys think? I don't see any comments about it, but there's a lot of comments, so I may have missed it. 
about this Tesla being a myth thing. Not him not existing, but a lot of these things attributed to him maybe being a stretching of the truth. I'm not saying the man wasn't a genius. But, you know, there are very gifted construction workers and marble workers and sculptors and best in the world could have been assembled and i really don't think they could have put one of those worlds fair together in the amount of time or even twice the amount of time that they say they did you know so you lied to massively right there you lied to about absolutely everything else what kind of makes sense it, it fits that maybe you're being lied to about this man much less than ten thousand, but not much less than ten thousand. you know when you're when you have empty pockets, Gary, you know what happens when I reach in my pants and I reach in my pocket? I only fill my leg. There ain't nothing in there. So if it's $300, it may as well be $10,000. Plus, I'm bad at math. I can't keep figures in my head. All I know is it was out of my price range. But I want to learn. I want to get good because I want to get into radio um, in some way. I don't know what way, because I don't want to be the dude that just introduces songs. That would suck. But I want to be able to have like a morning show, talk show, something like that. Maybe maybe private independent radio. Maybe they made that something. I want to find a way to to use this and uh, use my gift to earn a living. And until we get to our goal, which is running the damn show from this site right here, that one, we're going to stream from that site when we get enough supporters directly from it you know and have other shows other content creators even all kinds of stuff it's just when we get to that level till then i want to find a way to earn my money you know the money i have to go to where i don't want to go and earn like we talked about earlier i got two jobs i want to earn that doing what i love you know because if you're doing what you love you're never really working Now, what Tesla said, and this is, you know, in his journals and what he spoke about, is that he didn't really invent anything, that he just listened to the frequency and understood it and, 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 and received his ideas and inspiration and all of that from it. Maybe. Maybe. Look, I'm not shitting on the man. For anybody that loves him or he has a tribute or attributes hero status to him, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying everything's a lie could this be a lie too that's all and that's what we do on wednesday nights if you like kicking around conspiracy theories every wednesday we do conspiracy theories Lori says and this is what i'm saying how did she not hear about tesla her whole life until like two years ago you never were taught about him whenever you discovered him that's when you found out about him so that's what i'm saying was he an easter egg for us researchers people that would look and go wait hold on well, i don't buy this Edison being a genius shit and you do a little looking and you go, wait, who's this? Oh, wait, this dude invented fucking everything. Oh, I found something cool. Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Patricia is dying for us to watch this five-hour video. And as soon as I can set aside five hours, I'm gonna. Anyone that can, though, it sounds really good. Really good. If, it, if we had five hours and I wouldn't get a copyright strike, I would play it right now. 
Oh, Tyler's great. I kind of wish I had stayed in touch with him or got his phone number or something before he left social media. But I didn't. Missed opportunity. I would have loved to stay in touch with him. Interesting dude. I had him on a few times. But, you know, I heard him. Other people had him on, too, because after I had him on, other people, I know a lot of podcasters and other people would be like, hey, I want that dude. And I'd have him go on their show and they never treated him right. So he just wasn't respected the way he needed to be. People didn't appreciate him. There you go. That's great. Lee says the only difference between conspiracy theory and common knowledge is about six to 12 months. I think so, too. I think so, too. Look, and what's the harm? You know, we do it every Wednesday. Talk about absolutely anything. And we don't have to keep talking about the same thing. You, you can bring up anything you want. But we do it every Wednesday, and I do it all the time. It's a hobby of mine. I look into conspiracy theories I don't even agree with. You know, I'll put something on that I've never thought before, just because it's cool to think and, and, and listen to somebody's thoughts about something you may have never looked into. It's not like I got to be like, oh, this guy's an idiot. I don't believe any of this. I can look at it as entertainment, and maybe there's something there. I used to really love uh, Will Cooper. You know, he had a show called The Hour of the Time. He was uh, a radio guy. It was like what Alex Jones would be if Alex Jones wasn't a disinformation agent. So like a legit Alex Jones, which and it goes hand in hand, means he never really made it to Alex Jones's level. But he was great and a great voice, you know. Someone I look up to as far as radio things go. He ran a show out of his, basically his shed, his garage, my shed. I could do one. But he had a, uh, the equipment to do it and broadcast a radio show. It was great. But he used to say all the time, listen to everything, believe nothing. And he used to tell you, anytime he would tell you something, go look at this for yourself. Don't believe it just because I told it to you. And I say, I feel the same way. You know, we're just talking. I'm not an expert. If you if you hear something, I'm saying it with integrity and honesty. And I believe it. But maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. And I'll own it if I am. I'm not speaking gospel. I don't really like anybody that does that. We're talking. We're just sharing information. And there's nothing wrong. And it is healthy. Alex Jones isn't crazy. Alex Jones is an entertainer. Though he's putting on an act and a show, it's not like he's not believing everything he says. Some of it, I'm sure he doesn't, but a lot of it's truth. A lot of it is, but the best lies and the best misdirection have have truth all over them, sprinkled throughout. I feel what he's for is for when people think conspiracy theorists, it gives them someone to picture. And he does deliver truth. And he's very talented. Oh, he, heavily, heavily, Philip, heavily. And Alex is very talented. I'm not taking anything away from the man. And I, I definitely defend his right to exist and, and have a show and a voice. But the powers that be didn't. They gunned the man down and killed him. Well, hook me up with Paul. Hook me up with Paul. And I'll have him on about Tartaria. I need to have a guest about that. 
someone knowledgeable. I would love to have Tyler, but if I could find a decent replacement in Ty- for Tyler or Tyler, somebody who knows how to get in touch with Tyler, hook me up. I miss that dude. Always. Always. And I want you to do that with anything you hear here. If you hear something and you're like, hey, is that true? Go find out. Go find out. You know, don't take what I say as gospel or anyone. Think for yourself always. Shit, I don't always even agree with myself. I find out I was wrong and I'm like, you bastard. Alex Jones got a little visit after Sandy Hook. You think that's when he sold out to the man? I think he was always a disinformation agent, but he stepped over the line with Sandy Hook. You know, but Alex has more freedom, though, doesn't he? He doesn't work for a network. He has InfoWars. But, and keep this in mind, things that rise to the top and get seen are pushed. Which means... For him to have the most popular website on the internet, pretty much. He has huge traffic. Somebody's pushing him. Because he's on the man servers in the man system. And it's just real hard to do anything in that system of value. I'm live every night, Sky, at the same time. 8 p.m. Eastern. Every night we do the Sean Yankee Show. And come back tomorrow night because tomorrow night's rant night. Rant night's real fun. We just have fun and bitch and complain. You got to do that too. You got to vent, get things out. We do that on Thursdays. And then Friday night, we're, we're going to have Harsh Med on. Our guest is Harsh Med. Eiffel Tower. Now, I've heard that about the Eiffel Tower too. You think that's that was ancient and not constructed? Didn't that have to do with the World Fair? Melissa. Melissa helped me with the research on the World's Fairs. There's a connection there, right? I remember that vaguely from the research. It's been a while since we did that video, though. You like him, too, don't you? Philip Philip knows what, what got William taken out, William Cooper. He says William Cooper was going down right after calling 9-11 just a couple months in advance on his radio show a couple months before 9-11. And you may remember this, too. They went and interviewed Osama bin Laden in a cave. Uh, I don't remember what network. But when they did that, Alex, or not Alex, fuck, I just called William Cooper Alex Jones. But William, on his show, The Hour of the Time, said to his audience, there's something big about to happen and they're going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. And a few months later, 9-11 happened. And a little while after that, they gunned William Cooper down. So yeah, you're right. You're right, Philip. It was drawing attention, the wrong kind of attention to the false flag that they were pulling off even before they pulled it off, he knew about it and was reporting on it. I don't know that information either. Melissa has got to let you know. She's the research beast on that one. She knows more than me for sure on the World's Fairs videos. She helped me with that. Right. 
Patricia says the U.S. military and the rest of the world, nobody could find Osama bin Laden, but CNN or somebody interviewed him in a cave. And when it happened, William Cooper said something is going to happen, something big, and they're going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. You know, and it's bullshit the way they say that this went down when they killed him. They say he pulled off some John Wick shootout. Now, he was an avid gun owner and all of that and had military training and experience. The man had one leg. He did not lead a running shootout with the cops. He would have defended himself if confronted with weapons, for sure, but he was no, no uh, super spy. He was a radio guy with intelligence experience, but a radio guy with a family and a life. All he was really interested was sharing truth and, and helping the world realize that they're being deceived to in a massive way by a group of people and we can stop it. That's what he wanted. That's what I want. And that's what most of us want. Coral Island, Coral Island. I gotta look that up. Island. Joan wants stone walls. We gotta do a new poll. Because like I told you, we're starting the Montauk series. But we're not gonna stay on Montauk for like six months. So we'll do a Montauk and then we'll do something else. And we'll do a Montauk and then we'll do something else. It's just a series. But we're gonna do our polls. We do all of our original conspiracy theories and chill videos. We pick the topics with a poll. I'll take like, I don't know, five or six things you guys have mentioned, put them in a poll, and you vote. And whichever one wins, I got to research it. And I always leave them open so you can add to them. That's how Tesla got on there. Paul likes to add really hard stuff and make me do hard stuff. But let's see. Lori wants to know something interesting. Is this a Mandela effect for any of y'all? She remembers it as World's Fair. And it might be. I could be saying it wrong. I, now I'm questioning it myself. That's interesting. I love those Mandela effects. Sure. I'll check it out. Melissa says, maybe considering getting a point person or a few researchers to get you guests. And help you research topics. We do have a solid group here. Are you volunteering? I can't pay you anything. Everyone who helps me. Does it out of the goodness of their heart. You have to be willing to work for free. I would, I would love to have a researcher. I would love to have more help. And everybody that does help me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all you guys. They're, they're really big help to me the group of people that does help and i would love it if i had like a researcher and a point person and shit a manager someone that knows what they're doing i basically know how to do the show i put a show out every day i don't know how to get it seen i don't know how to get it out i don't know how to do something like get sponsorship anything like that i'm just doing the show every day and learning as i go but i'm so limited on time that Sweet. Gary, uh, this is hard. I don't know. I make it look really easy, but it's real hard. 
to carry on a conversation with like 20 people and keep it interesting and flowing. Super tough. So I miss a lot of these comments all the time. And it, I go back through it and I'll see them and I'll be like, damn it. Gary said Coral Castle like six times before I finally saw somebody else say Coral Castle. And I'm sorry for that. But and a lot of times and this happens too. I'll read a comment and take it wrong because you guys are having your own conversations. Sometimes you're not even talking to me. So I'll say it wrong, but I'm just doing the best that I can with, with the limits that I have, which are countless. Yeah. Easter eggs. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who Ed is, but yeah, Easter eggs. They think they leave things for us that they want us to find so that we'll stop looking. I think Patricia's talking about Coral Island with the magnetic levitation. Oh, I love you too. Don't worry about it. Nothing I say, don't take it personal because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I just, I'm doing my best to make an interesting show for everybody. Well, everybody has a gift, Melissa. That's, that's what we talk about every Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Tuesdays, we do motivation. Everyone has a gift, and you should seek it out, and when you find it, live in it. That's my advice to you. What do you guys want to get into, though? While, while I uh, give you a chance to bring up anything you want to get into because we don't have to stop talking about conspiracies. I did have a few things I wanted to talk about with you and go over, but uh, please, if, you, if, it, if you're wanting to talk about a conspiracy, feel free to still mention those. Rand Paul, who Paul was mentioning this, that there are certain people, he mentioned Trey Gowdy and somebody else, who are just bullshit artists putting on a show in Washington, trying to give us the illusion that something's actually being done and happening about various things, but they never really open any cases or have any convictions or nothing fucking ever happens. Well, Rand Paul's a lot like that too, from what I see. And you got to remember, this is cursory. I'm not a political expert. This is why I see, I see him calling people out all the time, but I don't ever see nothing happening to him. Like this motherfucker right here is in there screaming at Rand Paul that he don't know what he's talking about when everybody fucking knows he designed this virus through gain-of-function research that he paid for and funded. He had a fucking recipe to it in his emails. Did he also will yell and scream at you about in these fucking joke-ass hearings that you have the audacity to challenge me, sir? How dare you bring up an email that challenges science itself? This motherfucker should be behind bars long ago for the HIV epidemic, which is his fucking fault, too. He killed millions of people. The, the nerve. And if Rand Paul really was genuine and he had a wild hair in his ass to get after this man, there's enough evidence he'd already be in cuffs. He'd already fucking perp walked. I think this is theatrics. Like all of it. It makes me sick that he's able to just keep walking around and be the highest paid, the highest paid propagandist 
that works for our government. This man makes more than the President of the United States on his government salary. Not to mention all of his seats and boards that he has and patents and all that shit. Because, yeah, they patent their little cures to this stuff. So he has a financial interest as well in hiding the truth and, and misleading people about cures and methods. Like when they used to talk about how Trump was spreading dangerous information about hydrochloroquine and avert medicine and all those other treatments he was recommending. Oh, that's dangerous. But now they're admitting that, that actually those are good. How many people did that kill? And you know, that little fuck we was just looking at, Fauci, I'm sorry. I'm, I get violently angry when I look at him. I'm sorry about all the cussing. But the UK government advisor has admitted, just like Fauci did, when he laughed, remember, he laughed about it, the idea of wearing masks. They're comfort blankets that do virtually nothing. And we knew this. We all knew this. But it's being admitted again by a government advisor, and no one will care. No one will notice. You know, probably still tell you to wear two, three of these sons of bitches. I still got to wear one every day at work. I hate it. It's so uncomfortable. I fucking hate that thing. And I know it's not healthy. So, do I really need to have Stephen Grumbine back on? You guys remember Stephen Grumbine? He, uh, he's like an expert on MMT. Does a podcast on it. Knows a lot about it. Magic Money Theory. You've probably heard of it. People tell me I shouldn't be alarmed about this printing of money willy-nilly that they've been doing. You know, half of all money ever printed has been printed in the last 16 months. And they're just more and more and more. They're like they're trying to break the printer. And people are like, Sean, you shouldn't panic. You got to look up Stephanie Kelton. Have Stephen Grumbine back on. Learn MMT. Because in magic money theory, everything is possible apparently. But yeah, this is getting up to $5.4 trillion now, their infrastructure bill. And I'm sure that only like $1 trillion of that will be spent on infrastructure and $4.4 to special interest groups. This I needed to talk about. I'm going through these rapidly because I, I had these picked out. It's not news night, but I'm giving you time to comment anything you want. Anything you want to talk about. We hang out for a little while longer talk about conspiracy theories. We'll get back to that. But... You know, that FBI involvement in the Whitmore kidnapping, for example, 12 people in that were tied to the FBI, and there was only 14 people. This was one of the agents at the center of organizing the Whitmore kidnapping. Now he is being probed because this sick fuck, and I want you to look at him when I tell you what he did. This sick fuck went to a swingers party with his wife, tried to take his wife to a swingers party, introduce her to a alternate lifestyle because he thinks he's a big swinging cock so he takes her to the swingers party she don't like it she's not having a good time she's like i don't want to be here this is not my thing so they go home he gets on top of her and starts beating her head into the fucking nightstand because she wouldn't have fun at a swingers party well she's the type that's going to make excuses for him i went on and read the article but She's all, well, he had a lot to drink. You hear all these little sprinkled things. She'll go back with this fucker. He's sick. These are the kind of people that work for the FBI. These are the kind of people they want your neighbors to narc on you too. 
sociopaths. And, you know, they do that with cops, too. But they seek out these type of people. You wouldn't do what I wanted you to do at my swingers party. You are a bitch. Bam, 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 bam. You know, I grew up with an abuser. These people are monsters. And he's probably won't even be fired. He'll probably be get one of those suspensions with pay. Wait till everybody forgets about it and bring him on back for another operation where they kidnap some governor, pull off a false flag. Something you need a sociopath for. And this I just wanted to add on that not only are they sick fucks, they're also dirty bastards. Uh, it's proven that a senior FBI official improperly took gifts from journalists amid the Trump investigation. That couldn't have influenced anything, right? You're getting gifts. You know, those can range from personal favors all the way up to sexual favors, drugs, anything. Gifts, very, very wide ranging term. What that basically means is some fucking lobbyist or somebody took you out for a good time to influence you. And that goes on every day, too. And that is who they want. Everyone in Narcon to the FBI. Let people let them know. Your neighbor's dangerous. They're dangerous to telling people they shouldn't get juiced up. Well, we better get over there and do an investigation. We're legit dudes. We're the law enforcement. Did I get weird during that? I might have got weird during that. Like I said, I grew up with an abuser. These people are fucking sick. And I didn't realize when I saw his face that I was going to get all weird. But you have to read that article. I'm sorry, that really had nothing to do with tonight. But let me see. Anything conspiracy? Gary says Rand is Ron Paul's son. And a doc, like Pop. Frouchy knows this. He's hanging on by his fingernails. Won't be long now. Fucking hope. I hope too, but I pay attention to history, brother. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I see Fauci getting a raise. I see Fauci being part of the next pandemic. And I see Rand Paul continuing to bark and never bite. I did like his daddy, though. Lee says it's coming out that the FBI sponsored the kidnapping attempt of a senator, then played the hero by stopping it. They do it all the time. They orchestrated the 93 bombing of the World Trade Center. All the way down to getting the dude to make it. He didn't even want to make the fucking bomb. If you really look into that, they did everything. Shit, he, was, he didn't even want to drive the van. He's like, I don't want to fucking do this, guys. Every, every point of the way. And they're like, you could do it. You could do it. They do it all the time. Trisha says magic money theory. Why is that funny, man? You got to understand. I had Steven on. He explained magic money theory to me. And I think I got it. Matter of fact, I listened back to the episode a few times just to make sure I got it. But I asked him a question during the interview and I wasn't satisfied with the answer. Yes, let's say that magic money theory is real. Why would they ever give us a seat at that table? So doesn't that make everything even worse that you can print money into existence? There's no reason for taxes, no reason for any of this shit. It's all an illusion. Yet you suffer 
Yeah, you just sprinkled crumbs. That's worse. And why would they ever let us have a seat there? Why would they ever let us have the benefits of this system? They haven't yet. So why would they ever? So why does it matter to learn it? That's all I'm saying. And his answer wasn't satisfactory. Lori asked if he's in the Black Eye Club. She said they beat up Rand Paul. Rand Paul got beat up. I, I don't know about that. I remember this. Lee says we need to bomb the Middle East because they have nuclear weapons stored in bunkers and underground. And these are all lies. Remember when they were trying to demonize Iraq? They wanted to go with a war with Iraq and they said that they were knocking babies out of incubators and shit. It was fake. That was um, a senior official that was tied to the CIA's daughter saying that shit. Good night, KT. Have a good night. Lee says Texas Democrats took a case of Miller Lite to D.C. and traded it for eight cases of Verona. <sighs> yeah, these idiots didn't want to vote. They didn't want to do their job. So they took off and left because they're trying to make it to where you can rig every election. You don't need to even show an ID and you can vote 17 times and anybody can vote. Because they don't want anything to be... any other way than they want it. They don't even want you to be able to talk about it if you don't like it. They want to censor your fucking text messages. They're out of their mind. But yeah, they didn't want to participate in this vote. So they're trying to steal power by leaving. They left and went and hung out with some senior aide of Nancy Pelosi's, who's juiced, by the way, but still had the Rona, caught the Rona. They're spreading this pandemic. It was a mass spreader event. No one wants to talk about it. I wonder if they'll mention it on The View tomorrow, how dangerous this was that these Democrats did and what, who they put in danger. Think about that. They spread the Rona from wherever the hell they went to hang out with Pelosi all the way back to Texas just to avoid doing their job. I think there should be some serious fines and jail time for this. And they probably weren't even masked up. I don't know why everybody tells me they're leaving. I don't know why they do that, but see you later. Have a nice walk. Jones says he has the proof that Frowdy lied and gave him several chances to walk it back, and he refused that offer. I don't know what she's talking about there, but if Rand Paul wanted Dr. Fauci, Rand Paul could have him. There's enough to convict just in his emails. You look to him, right? I agree with this. No ID, no vote. It's not that hard. It's not even, you got to have an ID to do a lot of things. Are those racist too? Is, is driving racist? No. Having an ID to vote, it's common sense. I don't know how you would do it without that. How would you have a system without some kind of structure to it? Well, one more time, I want to remind you guys what's coming up later this week. Tomorrow night is rant night. 
come back. We're going to be ranting, venting, getting our frustrations out, clearing our minds for Full Bowl Friday with Harsh Med. Harsh Med is our guest Friday night. And check out the Morning Yank. That's our morning show. It's a podcast, and it's everywhere that you can get a podcast, but it's also here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. It's a morning show. Me and Paul Jones hang out, have a great time. Check that out. And we're on Spotify, too, this show. You can listen to this. You guys have a great night, and thank you so much for hanging out and having this conversation. I really appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow.